Days after Crown Jewel and NXT is invading everybody. Seth Rollins at a crossroads and Rey Mysterio's got pipe dreams. We're talking about all that tonight on the Monday Raw After Show and After Buzz TV. Let's go. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. Yo, what is going on? It's your boy Flo Beto, Flo Voice. I want to say thank you keeping me in your lives and on your second screens at Monday Night Raw after show. Monday Night Raw emanating live from Long Island, New York, but we're broadcasting here in our studios in Los Angeles, California. We're talking about the matches. We've got some TK Buwa action and Raw news. Before we get all that, let's introduce our panel. I have to, actually have it written down a quote from his management on my far, far left. He is the voice of AEW's All Elite Wrestling Dynamite after show and a member of the NWO, Imperium, and the Inner Circle, Mr. Jack Farmer. Woo! Too sweet. Thank you for getting that right. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you got the message. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and she is a purveyor of Cocoa Butter Center and Company.com and the co-founder of Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly, Miss T.K. Trinidad. Bonjour. Bonjour from the Canadian Assassin. How you living? We. We are. <laughs> also want to give a quick shout out to uh, our fellow correspondent, Jim Alexander, is handling some issues back in Chicago. We wish the best for you, buddy. Uh, overall thoughts about today's episode. I mean, it was a lot to take in. It was a solid raw, not groundbreaking, earth shattering, but it had some more moments. Uh, it was coming off the heels of um, the crown jewel and everything. It was, yeah, it, there were some good moments and they were like, what's going on? And it just seems like this point it kind of dulled the storylines get kind of all jumbled up until the new year so we might have to deal you know wadding through some poop but we're going through like the survivor series three weeks away nxt is invading second time they totally run rough shot up a smackdown and now they're here too jack farmer thoughts about the show this was a show that felt like it had a few tentpole moments and things happening that really held it up with Mm -hmm. some some dips in between those but because of the big things like the nxt you still stayed invested throughout the show uh it was tough because SmackDown was so amazing, and this mm-hmm. was all such cool stuff that there's a it's hard not to compare. Um, but overall, I thought it turned out fine. Yeah, though, yeah, but you guys are both right. The storylines and some of the things were kind of slow, and had a bit of a, a plotting pace, but not too bad. Shout out to Chat Dylan Matthews is giving shout outs to Strong Long Island, New York. Uh, Dodgy Claire's in there, AJ's in there, Charlene's, you know, our Michael Blake, Bosa. Everyone loves TK, for example. Uh, just so you can share your love in the yeah. chat too. It is what it is. It is what it is, and. Uh, also, later on tonight, we'll be taking your calls, 424-354-8302. That's the number to call. And if you want your double dose of raw action after this program, is Raw Despuesto Show in Espanol. So if you want to listen to the raw recap in La Lengua de España. Top story Uh-oh. today, uh, Seth okay. Rollins is at a crossroads. He's just feeling himself, right? Lost the title to Bray Wyatt in, in Saudi Arabia, which somehow validates that show, right? Because titles almost never change hands in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. He's all like, man, life sucks, bro. Triple H comes out with a proposition. TK, walk me through this. What do you think the idea of, of this flirting with the idea of Seth Rollins probably being an NXT recruit? I Well, here's the thing. After we what we saw on Friday, and mm-hmm. I think I, I told you that when we were watching uh, the show, Jack. What we saw on Friday, NXT is no longer um, like that developmental brand. Sure. The people who are legitimately develop, develop developmental as far as you know, mic skills or wrestling skills, all that stuff. We're not going to see them as often, if ever. Mm-hmm. So now it's like they're trying to establish it as a legitimate brand. So it's it's not a downgrade. It's more like okay, why not? Right. So it, it's it's possible. It makes sense. 
It makes sense, but Jack, would you want to see Seth Rollins? I mean, I know there was no answer to this tonight, but would you want to see Seth Rollins if you got said, yes, I'll do NXT, no problem. I'll totally be a turncoat. It, it would have still felt a little bit like a step back at this point for him. I love NXT, but... Again, I think we're still having to come to grips and learn that it is a third brand. I do think it being on a major pay-per-view is a huge step forward mm-hmm. for that brand. I've always said, until they're on the pay-per-views with SmackDown and Raw, I'm not going to think of them as a third brand. But now they are, and they're obviously showing up with a bang. Sure. Yeah. Taking a step back, Survivor Series three weeks away. First time ever Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Um, we're trying to figure this out, Jack and I, before the show. Like, What are the stakes? Like, Why should we be invested in Survivor Series, especially after a takeover that same weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think, it's too, it's a whole batch, the whole different batch of characters going against each other. So, you know, you have a video game and you, you would never see, I don't know, um, a Becky versus China ever, mm-hmm. right? But now, in this instance, you can see a lot of different people go up against each other. So, you know, even though, you know, belts might not be uh, in play, you would still want to see, like, a Shayna versus Becky. True. We've never seen that. That said, that was pretty dope tonight. If they have a Team NXT versus a Team SmackDown versus a Team Raw Survivor Series match, I think what the stakes are going to be is, is NXT on the same level as the other two brands? But that means NXT has to win. Because if they lose, they're going to look like chumps. I don't think so. Wins don't matter, though. No. They just need to show out. It just needs to be a great match, which they're definitely capable of doing. Here's my counterpoint. Bragging rights, the precursor to this version of Survivor Series, was Mm -hmm. SmackDown vs. Raw. And SmackDown typically won those pay-per-views. But no one ever thought, well, it's changed now. They're totally the better brand, right? Right. But this is where, if they're going to do that match, we need to see that they can hang with these guys. And not just hang, but beat them. Similar to on SmackDown, if... Every single NXT guy won on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and that's what made them seem legit. If they went out and lost, we wouldn't say, oh, it was close. Right. We need to see them go over and look like, look, just because Champa's on NXT doesn't mean he can't wreck people on WWE, on the mm-hmm. main roster. Um, if they go in and they have a, a team match and they come up short, it's gonna even if it's close, it's going to be like, we told you so. You didn't belong here and you lost. Right. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Um, you're coming from the perspective of we all at at to a point you left us for AEW. We all <laughs> <laughs> we all watch NXT um, on the network, mm-hmm. right? You're having a whole batch of people that are watching NXT that never saw NXT, and now they're being introduced to NXT. So they don't necessarily think that NXT NXT is a developmental. They're just thinking it's just another WWE show. So I think they're I think that's how WWE is going about it. And there's people like us who've legitimately watched NXT and people who've watched it probably from the beginning that feel that way, but they're not catering to those folks or us. They're catering to the ones that are new new fans. So we both watch, uh, all of us watch NXT. Mm-hmm. We watch it live because someone has another show. To do. But yeah. I'm sure you watch every yeah, episode, yeah, Jack. Part. I do, I do watch part. it. I, and, I do enjoy and, it. And yeah. I'm sure you guys saw the end of SmackDown with all the NXT talents out there like totally destroyed the SmackDown talents and they're all in the ring and, 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 and Triple H is like, we are NXT. Does it look like that roster can hang in Hollywood, because to me, it felt like these guys are very, very like small. Even though they were great, the fact that the talent's great on Wednesday nights, I sing everyone's praises. Mm-hmm. But in that SmackDown frame, it looked like they weren't quite at that level. Is that well, just me? Or? You're saying this, this is the thing. We have people in SmackDown and Raw that they're not necessarily quite at that level as far as box office level. Sure, there's different levels to NXT. Like there's different levels of people in SmackDown and Raw. So there's gonna be people that are gonna stand out. 
mm-hmm. and they're going to get more more, more airtime, and there's going to pe- be people who are mid card, and they're going to be people that you just see once in a while. So it doesn't necessarily mean on a whole they're all going to be great, right? Because none of the brands have an all great roster. True. True, absolutely. I did think, speaking to that frame, and I, I don't want to sound like this guy, but they they do look kind of small in that ring. Oh, Jim. And I, look, it's a, it's a fact. If you notice, even in the brawls, you'll notice they didn't have a whole lot of huge guys out there. They had Rowan, who was big. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it was like the Zack Ryders and the Kurt Hawkins. Because I think if you had like the Viking Raiders who just just came from NXT, mm-hmm. but um, if you had a lot of the bigger guys come out, they would have looked like they would have gotten manhandled. Okay. I mean, even AJ standing next to Adam Cole looked like he could have thrown Adam Cole around. Yeah. Uh, which, is, again, is why even if you're a new person, I think seeing NXT for the first time, if they don't win, you're going to be like, oh, should I check these guys out? Oh, no, never mind. AJ just wiped the floor with them. The counter to that, though, I think the one person that really showed out on both nights was Adam Cole defending the yeah. NXT title on both nights, mm-hmm. once against Daniel Bryan in one of the best matches of the year, I thought. Yeah. And tonight against uh, Seth Rollins, which you really can't count because it ended in no contest. Thoughts right. about the match and the idea of putting the NXT title on the line two times in three days. I love that he put it on the... I, I think he should put the title on the line again. I wish he had beaten Rollins, and then I wish he put the title on the line again on NXT and defended it so that he could say he defended it on all three brands, three in a row, and one. Okay, yeah. With with it being a a, a DQ finish with Rollins, it would kind of schmoz that a little bit, but I still think that would be a cool accolade to say he's the first guy to defend his brand's title on all three brands in one week. But did you see, or did you think going in that he was actually going to lose the belt? Absolutely not. But yeah. it could have been a decisive victory because he beat Bri- Dan Bryan clean. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. with, with not only like, okay, I, I rolled him up. It was the, the Panorama Sunrise into the last shot. Like, he destroyed him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to see, especially Seth Rollins now, because the crowd was terrible tonight, it felt like. They were very, very flat. Mm-hmm. But even when Seth Rollins was saying the Fiend, they were cheering for the Fiend. Like that, and the New York crowd was over that guy. I wouldn't mind him seeing him lose clean, personally. Mm-hmm. I, I actually thought he had a chance of winning tonight because I oh, thought he, he might he could have joined Team NXT to kind of bolster their numbers a little bit and give them a little bit more legitimacy in this rivalry that we're seeing build. Of course, you know, turning heel and stuff like that. Anything could have happened, I thought. But I'm not shocked that he didn't win it either. Last question about this. I know the brands were separate, but were you guys surprised that SmackDown did not show up at all to make the three-way, like, gang war? Or is just basically the framing around NXT? I think we're still early on in yeah. this whole thing. I would want to. I want to see SmackDown show up on NXT to get revenge against NXT. Okay. I think we still have a lot of time between now and Survivor Series, and if we just start throwing everyone together all at once, we kind of use up everything right away. We. I think they can still kind of draw it out a little bit and get a few more. Who's going to show up where before yeah. we just throw everyone into one giant powder keg of a show? And then there are some uh, SmackDown folks that are like overseas right now too. Uh, they're Still. doing shows there. Yeah, I think they're moving to In the Europe. UK. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, before we move on, Jack Farmer. Can you tell the world how they can listen to this After Buzz show and other After Buzz shows? Cut a promo. Yeah, you can go ahead and check us out on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. And when you're there, you can click that like, comment, subscribe button. But most importantly, you can share it with your friends. Because if you enjoy watching the show, why wouldn't your friends? So go ahead and put it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever the other ones are, uh, Snapchat. And let everyone else know because... 
share the show you like. And we definitely appreciate all of you guys for commenting and everything. As you know, I like to try to respond to as many as possible. Uh, I like interacting on social media, as do the rest of us. So hit us up. Give us that five-star review. <laughs> five-star review. <laughs> Sound effects. Josh, what's going on, man? Josh, you good? Yeah, everything's good up in the booth. <laughs> the man in the booth, man. Uh, so let's talk about the whole Brock Lesnar Rey Mysterio program. So Brock Lesnar quits SmackDown on Friday. He's done. And uh, for reasons that Paul Heyman said on air, which I won't repeat, he said they got a good deal for Brock Lesnar to come to Raw and to go after Rey Mysterio. 2019, Brock Lesnar, Rey Mysterio. Are we on board, TK? I Yes and no, because it's the classic David and Goliath thing. And, um, you know, your mind is telling you, okay, well, you know, you know what's going to happen. And on top of that, with Brock's, you know, contract and how he rolls. However, Ray Mysterio is such a great wrestler that even if he does lose, lose the match is going to be amazing. Sure. So either way, I'm, I'm on board to, to see this. Because, you know, Brock sometimes it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, he's going to retain the, retain the belt for another, you know, half a year. Lose it and then get it again because that's just what's been happening. But I'm really excited about this storyline. I just think it's 2003 to me, Jack. This this show proved once again that Paul Heyman is the best on the mic. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. He explained how someone made a sh- switch in shows right after the draft. Explained that away. He also made this feud with Rey Mysterio seem heated. Right. He made it sound like it was emotional, like they were invested in it. I believe in it because he was so fired up about it. And Brock is built for live TV, man. Like Just him knowing he's walking around out there, mm-hmm. beating people up, coming after Rey Mysterio. Kind and of his puts son. You, and, his, and his son, Dominic, man, you need to stay far away from wherever. <laughs> everywhere. From everywhere. Stay home. Stay away from everywhere. With this dude, is there a poten- potential that we could see the return of the Brock Lock? I remember that from like an episode of oh, SmackDown like 2003. Wow. It's like see? the moment this started happening, I'm just like, oh, we got to see the return of the Brock Lock for sure. Uh, <laughs> as long as he doesn't do it on Dominic. Wow, that is yeah. a deep cut, dude. I that forgot a, about uh, that. That's the Brian Hebner referee days. Uh, this... Well, about Paul Heyman's skills, and I know he's been dope forever, but for mm-hmm. me, I remember in 2017, they, they changed the idea, but there was going to be a time where the, for Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. We had uh, both brands going to each other. And Jinder Mahal was a WWE champion. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman cut a promo making Jinder seem absolutely legitimate. Yes. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. They had cold feet, they gave it to AJ Styles, and it never happened. But that, ma- that that whole promo was like, oh my gosh, this guy is dope. That's why he's great, because it's a lot of people will say this guy is great because he makes fun of people or puts someone down. Paul Heyman makes everyone look amazing. Mm-hmm. He yeah. makes the he opponent to, look yeah. amazing. He makes the show sound amazing. Brock looks amazing. Everyone looks better after every promo he does. And yeah. he's a storyteller. Like he can. It's it's one of those things where you know how we we talked about how WWE like builds a story and then they just kind of let it die and then they just don't explain. Yeah. Like he should do like that. You know, just pop up in the window and explain. <laughs> What you're seeing here, pop up video. Yeah, it could be whatever. Yeah, but just say like you know, like you just wanna, you just wanna know what, like what happened to this storyline, and he'll just explain it in thirty seconds. Yeah, and then you'll be fine. Like, all right, cool. Like we can roll with it. It's instead of, (laughs) oh. Okay, this didn't exist. Okay, cool. This is what we're doing. I'm the advocate for continuity. Uh, So, F5, the deal Madden went through a table. Um, That was Uh, one of your blue things, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for him. (laughs) I was, if I were there, I would definitely, like, be there to help him out. 
Are you cool? Whether, whether, whether he needed it or not. Make sure you take care of I'm fine, TK. I'm fine. I mean, he, look, he didn't come back. He didn't come back. And no one mentioned him like once again. No, they mentioned like, him twice. They oh, mentioned him twice. I was like, Jerry, are you going to try to be like concerned? He's like, so anyway, back to the no, next one. No, he, he mentioned him twice. And, you know, but he didn't come back. So I'm very concerned. Oh, I, just, I hope that, he's okay. That scene from Austin Powers. I'm just very badly injured. <laughs> Whatever, do you we're fine. Uh, just moving on about uh, uh, that kind of boo things. The whole Rusev Lashley thing is uh, hitting to their head. I know you guys love this storyline. I won't poo poo on it because it's here and it won't go away. So, but yeah. Rusev comes out. His beard's growing back. He's not going to do the whole mustache thing anymore. Good for him. And, yeah, good for him. You know, beard gang. Yeah. Uh, Lashley goes, man. I pulled my groin doing very sexual like things. <laughs> it brings out Drew McIntyre to fight in this place. So walk me through this, Jack. So they had a match. Drew McIntyre was going to lose, but then Arky out of nowhere. The RKO out of nowhere will always get a pop from yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. I do not Thank care. Thank you, Orton. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, every time, it's just like, whoa, RKO. I, so I loved seeing that. Randy Orton deserves so much credit for making things seem serious when mm-hmm. he's out there. Like, always. This was like a, a silly little feud. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of a silly little thing. But when he comes out, you're like, ooh, this got serious. This is a big deal now. It's not a silly feud. And here's where the storyline kind of gets a little messed up. Okay. Because, yeah, well, well I mean, it was already, you know, it already, it already uh-huh. is what it is. However, what they're, what they're failing to realize is that this is an affair that's happening, right? And the fact that Drew McIntyre is fighting for Bobby Lashley, that means that he agrees with the affair, but he's a married man. That was my question. So it's just kind of like, you know, birds of a feather type thing. So in continuity with that storyline, they're going to be like, who's also on board in agreement with this affair, and there should be nobody in the locker room unless other cheaters. What happens when McIntyre takes Lana from Lashley? Oh, man. (laughs) WrestleMania, bro. That's her. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I hope they don't do that. Now now you're pushing it too far. It'll be a Survivor Series match where the winner gets Lana. No. All the people. See, that's what I'm worried about. All, all that's the people I'm worried about, about who are with Lana battle it out for the... No. Uh, that, that was my, I hope it doesn't that go that way. That was my main problem with the storyline. It's a situation that cannot be solved with a match. That's why, to me, I'm like, what's the point of this? Is Lana going to be like, oh, Rusev, you won that match so good. I love you back now. Sorry, Lashley. Yeah. It doesn't make... I mean, that's, <laughs> only, that's, yeah. only way, that's the only way it could end. Oh, man. Like, if they do it yeah. that way where, like, you know, Ooh. now somebody else battles for it, for her... Then that just seems very no. I'd rather see Naomi team with the Usos than that, man. I really would. But what we saw after the match was. I always agree with that. (laughs) Shout out to the Usos and the Max. Oh, man. (laughs) It looked like Team Hogan and Team Flair were showing up again. Are, is this going to be a number two version of this match at Survivor Series, or just kind of like a one-off thing with Ricochet getting involved and and Orton and all those guys getting involved? I think this is just a sort of quick way of building a singles match for Ricochet and Randy Orton. It gives them a chance. You throw them both out there, they scuffle it up a little bit, and then you go, okay. Donnie Brook. They have a little a Donnie Brook. <laughs> There's yeah. some fisticuffs. Some fisticuffs. And, uh, and uh, now we go, okay, now they're going to build their own feud. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a long-term, I hope it's not a long-term uh, team battle again. Sure. Speaking of long-term, it's now time for one of the most long-term segments here. It's now time for TK's Boudoir. Today's Boudoir is brought to you by Center In Skincare and Candles. Putting it over, brother. Come on. 
See you there, guys. You need cocoa butter, you need candles, you need body scrubs. Please hit up centering.com. You can get a nice little discount if you put on After Buzz TV. In today's boudoir, we just have one person, which is not common. Not the guy going through the table. That would suck. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not him. Um, the one person is Lana. She always looks fabulous no matter what she's doing. Um, whether she's wrestling, when she's not wrestling, she's always she's always on point. I just really hope that um she, I I don't know if she was the one who created the storyline. I kind of have a feeling she did because she just wants to get back on TV. However, <laughs> um I just hope that the next storyline will be something of um substance versus scandal. Right. That will still get the same pop. Because the last storyline was also a scandal, right? With Aiden English yeah. and the whole uh, Happy yeah. Lana day. Yeah. I don't know why she wants to pitch herself beating Paul. But okay. the, ha- the Happy Lana, that was going well until they threw in the Aiden English thing and then at, the, at that point, they all went off. Yeah. And then Aiden English is like a commentator versus 205. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of like, yeah, that was going well. Happy Lana day was over for you? Yeah. I thought it was. I, I mean, Rusev day was great. Monday, Aiden, yeah. Aiden Day, uh, it got the worse Aiden, and worse. Aiden Day was, it was bad. Like, Rusev Day was so over, it kind of buried yeah, everything, everything else. else. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I hope she, you know, the wrestling thing is just not for her. So She's a great character, though. She but, is a great character. Yeah, I agree. So it's just like they need to just find an, a, a good storyline that does not um, affect real-life marriage. True. Not that it is affecting it, but it just kind of looks weird. Shout out to the King's Court, but moving on. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Oscar and Kyrie Sane takes a solid flair in Italia. I thought this was the tag team match, player. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Natalia team with Charlotte Flair, question mark, and Oscar types taps out, question mark. What happened tonight? I don't know. I wasn't a fan of, of the outcome of this. I think what they're trying to do, what I hope they're doing, is they're trying to build a lot of really legitimate women's tag teams. And not just like throwing together parts that haven't been used mm-hmm. um, in the back, but saying, look, Charlotte's a star. Natty has history of being, you know, being a big player. Right. Let's make them a team. And I think there's also a part of them that still wants to make Banks and Bailey a team again at some point. And I think they're trying to make real legitimate teams here. Sure. Yeah, but Charlotte and Natalia. I don't think could be a real legitimate team. Period. Unless you do the they, whole legacy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause, well, I mean, you you could do that, but they, they, to me, a team, it has to either look 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 like it makes sense or feel like it makes sense. Sure. And with Natalia and Charlotte, it doesn't. It's neither one of those. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they hang out after like they they're probably cordial to one another, but I don't see them hanging out in the car singing karaoke. Like I just, it's it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that. And, and for a really cohesive tag team, I feel like you have to know each other, not necessarily inside and out, but for it to to work, so you can read each other's plays and all this stuff. So I'm just not, t- I'm not believing it. Well, the Bludgeon Brothers, you could see singing karaoke together <laughs> in the car, but um, no, but and you oh. and Bobo, I could see singing karaoke together. I'm um, also Bludgeon Brothers. If but I could turn back time, <laughs> if I could find, find a way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but the bad thing, you're absolutely right. It felt weird having Charlotte tag with anybody, let alone Natalia. Yeah, because she's such a just an individual person. Does it matter though that Oscar lost by submission the way she did? That's what I hated. 
Yes, yeah, because sure. that's how Oscar lost the streak too to Charlotte. Right, like it feels like any that she just taps out all the time. She just you know with her it just taps out. Maybe it's like a conditioner or a contract. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's just I don't like pinned, I just yeah, out. it's just like she's such a great wrestler. It's like why can't she tap out um, Charlotte? I don't think tag team. I don't think champions should ever be losing unless they're losing the title. I think they should always be looking strong. So I thought this was. I mean, I think they're just trying to force in a a, a tag team title match for the for Smack or for a Survivor Series, um, and that's why. Because now they're like, oh, they're the number one contenders. They beat them. But I just I hate when they do that. I yeah. hate when a, a champion loses. We, they should look strong. But the thing is, the 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 joke to me is we're not. It's not like we don't have enough females in the locker room. That's true. Like how many elevated though? How many are elevated? elevated yeah, to tell yeah, you to care about them. If it was like Dana well, Brooke a, and Ember Moon, would we really believe? But that's, them? Right. That's, that's the problem. I think this is what I said six months ago. Right. Of course, we can't invest in them because you haven't built up the time to invest in them. So it's like okay, Survivor Series is around the corner. But if you had at least paired them together, and then we know that they're you know somewhat of a tag team, then we could believe it. Yeah. But if it's like okay, well, we're just gonna throw it. Like, do you believe Natalia and Charlotte? Well, let's think about. I'm talking about oh, no, I think not, Charlotte could win any match. She can. She absolutely she can. can. But I don't think there's a legit like Charlotte is legitimately a singles competitor. Right. Like, if they were a tag team, they wouldn't be a tag team for very long. Even if they won the belt, they would. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be together for very long. That's it, fair. It's been an issue with the women's tag team division because if you go back to SmackDown on Friday, even though Bianca Belair got involved, the match was scheduled as Fire and Desire against Dana Brooke and Carmella, which mm-hmm. would have been a weird pairing to begin with. Now mm-hmm. I know it really wasn't a match, but like, who was around to have this like tag team match if you're not using you know Cross and Bliss or anything like that? Right. So I was worried about the depth of that division, and mm-hmm. I understand why we have these ragtag teams. But there's something that didn't really sit right with me with this match. The way it came together, the yeah, way that Oscar tapped out so together. simply, yeah, yeah it's just kind of weird. It's like so you can build it. Yes, we we just need to. They just need to build it up long term. Like if they're if they're gonna do if they are gonna do a Charlotte Natalia, then we need to see it a, like a, more than a few times to actually believe it. But isn't this the few like to to believe it? They've got to build them up. They've got to have a first match. They right? do, but I'm just I'm, I'm saying they're. I'm saying them as examples. I don't think yeah. they should be a tag team. Mm-hmm. There are other people that could possibly be a tag team that would be believable over a period of time. Mm-hmm. With Charlotte and Natalia, it's just like, what? Yeah. What's I mean, I, I agree. I think Charlotte's a star and should be a, a singles competitor. I, I, I'm looking at it more from the, we need we need challengers right now. And, and as mentioned, it's too late to build up other people for Survivor Series. Right. Um, but I agree. I think we need to see more of the women's but roster. But they could, they could build up. They just never, like... We've we've well, I've been talking about this for like almost the whole year. It's like there are people in the locker room you could build up. You could either build up on the like. There's so many channels other than um, than live TV. You could build it up on YouTube. You could build it on social media. At least you're seeing it in some way, shape, or form or fashion. Like there's you can. There's not. You, there's not not enough time. You ha- there's more than enough. We have a three hour show. Sure. So right. like it's definitely possible. Uh, oh, 100%. Marie Ann it says, hashtag push Ember Moon. She said it multiple times in the chat. I mean, yeah, she, uh, Ember yeah, had, had a program in the summer. Her. In the summer, yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen her since. Well, but, isn't she injured? She's injured, and she has, and she just uh, started, she's like the head coach of some... Yeah, uh, one of the, her yeah. and her... But they, when they should have um, when they should have brought her, when they brought her up was the perfect time. Absolutely. And are either pairing her with somebody else and having somebody speak to her, because I don't think she can really do well in the mic. I don't, remember, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think, remember one promo against Bailey, but yeah. that's just one promo. You yeah, can't so really I don't judge. think she's really good on the mic. So it's like, okay, well, but she's she's charismatic and she's a great, it's a great character. 
they could have built her up and, you know, mm-hmm. saw what, the, what they did with that. Rolling down the hill. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of rolling down the hill, our next match, Buddy Murphy against Cedric Alexander. These were guys that mm. were, were both poised to be up the card. It, the match felt like a step back for both men only because mm-hmm. they were facing each other. And uh, I, I really thought this match was going to be a non-match. I thought there would be an invasion there because it was so, like, a throwback of two years ago. Mm-hmm. Thoughts yeah. about the match, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, what's next <sighs> for them? That's another one where Paul Heyman, remember saying Paul Heyman should pop up and say, this is what happened because at one point... My client. But it was six weeks ago, maybe eight weeks ago, they were pushing Cedric Alexander. He had, well, even before that, I think we had Aaron Monroe on Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly to check out the show. Everyone's she like. was talking about um, how he got called up to Raw. And that was late, late spring, early summer, something Has like that. Be, yeah. So, and they made a big announcement. Because, you know, some people just, they just show up. So they made, it, made a big announcement, which makes you think that he's going to get a storyline. We didn't see that. Then we saw a little bit of a push in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped off. And it's just like, what? what's... It's true. Paul Heyman just needs to pop up and say, this is what happened, yeah. even if it's a fabrication, but it's like, now you throw these two together, and yes, it is a throwback, but it's like, what's what, what's the purpose of it? It's a great match, well, but somehow waste at the same time. And right? both of them are great. Yeah. Yeah, both of them, and yeah, because and even Buddy Murphy had that amazing match with Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, Cedric Alexander was feuding for the U.S. title. I don't know. I BMP. I love, I love <laughs> both of them. I want them both to get pushed. Uh Buddy Murphy, yeah, getting a straight win here. I think that I feel like this hurt Cedric more than it helped any than it helped Buddy Murphy. Absolutely, yeah. It was again, it was one of those matches where if you're showing a friend about what cru- quote unquote cruiserweights can do, it's great, but it's feel storyline wise that it really had no payoff. Yeah, I mean, no, unfortunately. Sense. But moving on, it's now time for our segment, our new segment, Raw News. Ooh, got a little music and stuff. Um. So, did you guys watch Crown Jewel? I did. did no. You watch Crown... <laughs> okay. Did you not watch because you didn't have time, or you didn't watch it because you just... I didn't have time? They're non-canon. <laughs> They're not. I, to be fair, I don't really watch the the Crown Jewel events, but uh, this week with it being on Halloween, and then I work during the weekend typically. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to do it. So a whole bunch of drama happened after Crown, well, before Crown Juice started. Um, there was a delay in the show. I got cut off abruptly. Apparently, uh, Saudi Arabia owes WWE a ridiculous amount of money to yeah. the point where uh, they allegedly pretty much just cut the broadcast because it's like, you owe us money. It's like, you know, pulling, like, yikes. It's, it's done. Allegedly. Um, so after all that said and done, now the wrestlers were trying to go home, but they were stuck on the tar pit for about four to five hours. In that time, one of the reasons allegedly uh, happened was the guy who was fueling the truck, he just decided to go home. <laughs> what? Yes. Wow. He just decided to go you home. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. He just decided to go home. Then they finally, um, I guess, fueled the, fueled the plane and they were about to leave. Then they had to wait. 24 hours before before they left. Um, a lot of wrestlers kind of did like some tweets here and there, very cryptic. Um, some of them said they're not going back. After all that said and done, WWE made an announcement that they have partnered with Saudi Arabia uh, for additional years up to 2027. Makes sense. There's a quarter three sales calls this week. They're looking for their balance sheet. It makes sense. It's a business deal. It is. A, it is a business deal. But then the, here's here's the issue. You have some wrestlers who are not allowed to go, like we discussed before. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, 
um, Alistair Black. Then you have wrestlers who are refusing to go. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. John Cena. John Cena. Then you have more wrestlers maybe after this situation. Because imagine you're in a country where there's slight turmoil or there's just issues going around. And now you're, when you thought you were going home, you're not going home. Right. And they give you the excuse that there's mechanical issues and the guy who's feeling the truck is is home gotcha. like so to that to me that makes me very anxious like am i going home or what yeah so now you're gonna have more wrestlers who are probably not gonna want to go so are they gonna put the in the contracts for the new wrestlers make them force them to go like what's gonna happen with that and now saudi arabia they're requiring certain people that's why we have a lot of the old heads coming <laughs> old heads. so it's just kind of like <laughs> i still got it that Barry Max, she did Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, what, what is it going res- yeah. to resort to? So, it's a very, you know, very mixed up situation. Yes, a lot of people on Twitter are saying Vince is about the money, which is, you know, fine if that's what he's about. Mm-hmm. But it's very, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in play. Yeah. So, that's. That's raw news? news? That's raw news. That's raw news. Just a <laughs> lot. Another point to tonight. A lot going on with, with, with that. So hopefully it all kind of works itself out. Yeah, well, I hope so too, man. Uh, moving on, we have ourselves an intergender tag team match player. You know it's the match. Big tag players. <laughs> Yo, Andrade and Selena Vega taking on Sincara and Carolina. Uh, this was a nice little storyline I started off last week, having the, the both masked side, the, the old version versus the new version of Luchadors and what that means and the implications. But my concern is this. Sin Cara has been the undercard for forever, and Carolina was new. The crowd did suck tonight, but is it hard to buy into a match like this with these kind of stakes? I think this is a perfect mid-card feud. Perfect. I think it's perfect. because it's flawless. Because, look... We want to see Andrade get pushed. I want to see him win matches. But I don't want to see him beat all the guys I like. Sincare is fine. But this is a good way for him to get some wins, to get a a storyline feud win, without costing someone that we want to see winning more. Without costing a Cedric Alexander or a... Alistair Black or a a bigger name like an AJ Styles. Right. Do you think he's box office? Andrade? Yeah. Absolutely. with, With Zelina, yes. Zelina, I think, is an MVP on the microphone. I think mm-hmm. she gives him the character and uh, charisma that he needs to get over. And his in-wrestling, his re- in-ring wrestling is top-notch. I agree. So what would be the storyline for him to actually get the belt? Or have a chance? I, I think he has had a chance at getting the belt, but it's like, do you actually see it on him? He's got to string together a few months of wins. Yeah. He's got a lot of time to make up for there, lose, losses. There's certain talents that can jump from zero to the top. I really think he has to be a guy to get that. that, that the build up? Yeah, that I see that U.S. title first so you can buy into him. You mm. know, Because yeah. he has a technical skill, but and he's working on his English, sure, but he's not a guy you see instantly like, oh, that's the guy. Right. But he's like a thinking man's wrestler like in that sort of kind of way. Yeah, you got to build him up almost like a um, like a Seth Rollins in the sense that he he can beat people, he can wrestle people, he mm-hmm. can out he can outperform in the ring. But right now we've seen him lose so many times. We got we have to forget that. And Which so, they did on, and then that's the thing too. It's like he was in when he first came up. That was the position he was. You know, they, they were trying to figure out the storylines. He wasn't losing as much, and then he just started losing a lot of matches. It's like 
Yeah, that's a surprise. We don't like it no more. Uh, shout out to Dylan. It's his birthday on Friday. What? Shout yes. out to Dylan, man. Shout out to Dylan. Shout out to party. I-, I will make a gift, but I don't know how to do that. Uh, we're gonna Wait, so you'll up. have a party for Dylan in Australia? No, I'm going to do a gift or a gift or a gift for him, uh, but I don't know how to do that. Or maybe so. we do like this, and he makes his own gift. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just, Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Dylan! Dylan. This is so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> make it yourself. Yeah, no, you do it yourself. <laughs> it's an Ikea card. <laughs> Open the phone lines, 424-3548. 8302. Uh, that's the number to call. 424 354 8302. Let's talk about Umberto Carrillo and the Street Profits taking on the OC. Uh, uh, Umberto Carrillo. Six man tag team match player. So, Street Profits come out and they want the smoke. And Umberto, I didn't think he was going to say a word, but he did. He shouldn't have. <laughs> He shouldn't have. I don't mean that. Ow. I know. I keep. I come. I keep. I keep being yes, hard on the guy. But look, though. look. It's. It's not. This one wasn't his fault. The street profits are just so exciting mm-hmm. and so fun on the microphone that every time he talked, you couldn't help but feel like it was a bit of a downer in the energy. Right. And again, it's not his fault. I think there's not many people who could have kept up that level. All right, but team. We got our first caller of the night right Ooh. here coming on. And caller, what's your name? Tell us where you're from. Don Eski from North. North Hollywood. That yes. is. How you doing? He's outside right now. It's going. Know. It's going good. How are you guys doing? Good. It's good. good. What's Eight your out question? Out of 10. <laughs> we all right. Yeah, what's your question? Play it. <laughs> so my question was regarding like followed up from basically this past weekend with Crown Jewel to Power Struggle with New Japan to even with the UFC fight like all about cross promotional and cross like branding. Mm-hmm. And when it came down to it, especially when the NXT invasion from Friday, do you think that's an industry wise thing? Or do you think after survivor series, it's just going to be like, Oh yeah, we just did it one time and it's over. It's a good question. What do you guys think? Uh, well, there's a couple things. Um, one, what a lot of people don't realize is that like for me, interviewing different folks, I've realized that wrestling has impacted them as far as announcers or MCs or hosts way more than you thought. Now it's cool to admit that you that you like wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, you had serious wrestling fans and you had people who like kind of did it in the closet and they didn't want to admit to it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was but going to agree, but they I, made it sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a lot of yeah. people who said that wrestling impacted, you know, the way that they are in front of the in Absolutely. front of the camera. And then, you know, with the cross promotion, it just it, it makes sense. You wanna tie yourself, WWE is a hot brand, UFC is a hot brand, you wanna tie yourself to different brands in order to get more eyes on your product. So, you know, even with boxing. It's like some people who didn't know who Tyson Fury is. He has a great personality. Yeah. Next time he fights, you might buy that pay-per-view. Absolutely. That's a good point. Real good he point. Would, he, he could have been a very good professional wrestler, Tyson Fury, if he had uh, done that instead. I mean, he's doing, I think he's doing okay with yeah. boxing. <laughs> he's, he's, do, he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he definitely could have had a career as a, as a pro wrestler. He's built for it. Yeah, I mean, you, just you, size, charisma, he's great. And you even had The Rock at UFC. I mean, why not? Cross promotion will never go away. I think we're always going to try to take two different groups and bring them together for to growing individual brands. With wrestling, it's always interesting though because it's interesting to see how wrestlers don't leave their brand very often. Like it's wrestling fans like wrestling stuff, but they don't typically. It's hard to get them to transition to other things mm-hmm. via cross promotion. Yeah. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that changes at all. But uh, obviously right now as a wrestling fan, I love new fans coming in. Yeah. I think it will change because the athletes that are coming up, they're, um, they're, they're starting younger. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, watch Women's Wrestling Weekly. We have a lot of, like, new talent, but they started when they were, like, 16. True. Because there's so many schools out. So they're starting younger, and they have a lot of other things that are going on, whether they're gymnasts or they're this or they're that. So there is more possibility for cro- cross-promotion where you have people who, you know, they wanted to become a wrestler, and they finally did it when they were, like, 24, 25, and then they finally made it to the WWE. Like, they're, the timing is you know, later. Whereas now, the new wrestlers that are coming up, they're so much younger that there's possibilities for them to cross over and do other things. Like you have Thunder Rosa, who is, um, she's she's gonna do, she's doing mixed martial arts. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So, you know, you have wrestlers who are are doing that. It's just the the age. I think the, 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 the scene of wrestling is gonna change with the younger folks who are coming up and how they're starting. Yeah, thanks for your call, man. Appreciate it. Anytime. You guys have a good night. Nice Thank you. you too. Thank you. Shout out to Jeffrey Reimer, who says his birthday is on the 11th. Just throwing it out there. I understand. I don't know people have their birthday happy season. Happy birthday! <laughs> you can remind me on Wednesday, too. I'll say happy birthday. I love birthdays. Oh, yeah. You have, like, what, 60, 45 of them in a I have a birth season, but next year I might have a birth year. You can't do that. That's not how that why, works. Why can't I do it? Because a birthday is a day. That's that's why you say birth year. But your birth year already happened. You are born when your birth year. Yeah, but it's a lead up. All right, moving on. Time uh, for the birth decade. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. day. Uh, last match of the night with the Viking Raiders taking on the East Hampton Polo Boys. I know I had the East Hampton Polo Boys going over clean. Got Phil Tower with tag team matches, players. What? Jack Farmer, walk me through this. We're in Long Island, so of course we got the rich boys in their polos in November getting destroyed by the Viking Raiders. I want more East Hampton Polo Boys. <laughs> I was all about it. Possible. I wanted to dress up as an East Hampton Polo Boy for Halloween, but it, we, I didn't find him in Tell today. <laughs> that, what it, why? Why? Who has anyone beaten more random teams than the Viking Raiders? I'll be right back. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, folks, we got another caller. Caller, what's your name? Tell us where you're from. Hello. Hi. Hey. hey what's up in the air? Hey, everybody. My name is Orlando. Hey. Uh, Orlando from Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Orlando hey. from Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Orlando. Hey, Orlando, how's it going? Man? I'm good. What's your question? Uh, let's actually discuss something. Because they noticed in the lineup for some wrestling. I think oh, we're breaking yeah, up a bit, man. Can you repeat your question? Can you repeat the question? I think I'll, we lost you a bit. We lost, yeah. I was stating that we, um, the real question that we should be asking is, is Adam Cole going to be facing the WWE and the Universal Champion? Uh, it doesn't seem that way. With Rey Mysterio yeah. challenging Brock Lesnar, it looks like the WWE title is going to be tied up in that feud. But as far as if, if it's going to be a Bray Wyatt uh, Adam Cole match, that's a possibility, but I doubt it. If I was WWE yeah. now, I would give those three top titles a real and separate storylines for, for Survivor Series because takeovers the night before. Who's uh, Bray-, Bray Wyatt's next? As of right now, no one. But there's time, three weeks. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably it'll probably start to clear up, and we'll probably see a bit of that this week on SmackDown. But yeah, I, I'd imagine that Cole's probably going to defend the title. At, no, he's he's in the he's War Games match. He's in the War Games match. Yeah, so he's probably not even going to be on. So is Shayna. Survivor Series. So is Shayna as well, but she's going to be in the Triple Threat match. So. So here's the thing about that because we we're talking about this before the show. 
on NXT, there was four women against five women, and then it was announced that Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler will be team captains. So I believe that Shayna Baszler will be outside of the actual cages, but not participating. That is my mm. theory. I'm not sure yeah. if it's legitimate, but that will make sense to protect her the night before Survivor Series. That's what I would predict, too. I don't know. I think that Shayna's probably going to be in the cage with all the her girls with her horse, four horse women. <laughs> I mean, it looks girls. better visually, but that's you know. true. That's my yeah. girl. Why can't she do both? She can do both. I mean, she can't. That uh, if she that's does it. do both, then that's going to be badass. She has the physical ability to. But if I was, yeah. that was my talent. I'm like, whoa! I'm saving you for Sunday. What right. doing? Especially if you're you're selling tickets for a match with someone, you wouldn't. I wouldn't want to put them through a war games right, right before they go into a big match with Becky Lynch, which is going to be one of their top. Yeah, matches, but, but it'd still it. be awesome. I mean, I understand. I understand. Oh, it'd be awesome. But you guys are forgetting that Sasha did uh, defend her championship and lost at uh, Takeover, and then she was in SummerSlam after the next night. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. And again, I don't think she, I, I do. I do think Shayna Baszler can physically do it. I'm just looking at the stakes of both stipulations. If I was managing talent, I would say that's that's way too much. But again, I was wrong before. Yeah. It, but do you think uh, Ronda will show up? On Survivor Series? Yeah. I the fact that not, Becky brought up her name. I didn't think about no. it, but I, I mean, if she comes back, it would be a cool surprise. But she's more of a rumble thing. Thanks so much for your call, Orlando. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a nice night. Have a good yeah. one. It's about time for us to get out of here. Jack Farmer, work in the world. Find you online. Yeah, you can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Also, check me out on the AEW After Show every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific right here on AfterBuzz TV. That part. You can find me on everything at TK Trainer. You can check out TKTrainer.com and also if you want some cocoa butter, you can go to centerincompany.com. That's right, at Flobo Voice. You can follow me at Flobo Voice on Twitter, at Flobito on Instagram, and at DJ Flobito on Instagram. Oh, and Flobito.com. Oh. I'll be oh. back Wednesday for NXT, oh. but until then, buzz you later. Ciao. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or members. 